I am so ready for the Worst of Humanity section this week because instead of asking Kristen to do what we normally do where she gives us a word and we have to try to guess what it is, you, my friend, are going to get to partake in witnessing a video of an act and we're going to name it ourselves. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I'm super excited for it. I, I wanted to make this one a special one. It's, uh, it's, it's our own little special thing. I can't wait. <laughs> <clears throat> As you can hear, I'm still mildly sick, but recovering. I don't. Uh, I no longer cough to the point where I feel like I'm going to pass out. Well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So I guess if you're ready to get into it so we can get to that sweet, sweet, juicy video in the end, we can go ahead and start with the jokes if you're ready. I am ready. All right, how about it? You can say what you want about necrophiliac morticians, but at least they love coming into work. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Well, it's fine. We're both going to earn our tickets to hell today. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not worse than yours. It's just like, um, why did you say that? Did you know that Jesus was really into exercise and personal fitness the last years of his life? No. In the end, he really got into CrossFit. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> At least it'll be warm in hell. <laughs> yeah, better than it's been for the last couple months. Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and get started then. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Jesus Christ. Gather around, we've got stories to tell How the human race should be erased from space We're horrible people and deserve to die If you don't believe me, then I'll tell you why We've caused genocides and mass extinction Humans causing bad pollution Amazon is burning down California's on shaky ground Ted Cruz and Cancun people deny the moon Gun crime is on the rise, hypocrisy and evil lies Leadership is on vacation, God is doing tax evasion Police increasing jurisdiction overdue for extinction we're going to go ahead and take a breather from the dumb and give our poor mental gerbils a chance to recover. While we do, we'll let you listen to some of our sponsor breaks because even the gerbils need fed too. And we're back. Thank you so much for listening to the sponsors. Let's go ahead and dive right back into the dumb before we get too relaxed. Uh, that one, I, I don't think I, I found that one. I, re- I wrote that one. I don't remember what, what brought it to me, but I was at work and I was like, that one's pretty brilliant. I think I'm going to use that. Wow. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I must have seen another joke related to Jesus that I didn't like, and I retweaked it or something. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to another episode of Overdue for Extinction, the podcast where Russ and I set out to prove why the human race is long overdue to join the dinosaurs. Uh, I suppose this also kind of serves as a confessional for all the dumb things I do, too, on a regular basis. Um, but we're, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Russ, per tradition, we'll save the handsome, devilishly rugged, and talented host for last, so you can go and tell me first. Uh, now, we have however many episodes, and I've always been second. You know, we're going to make the mistake of going over 50 and not realizing it if one of us doesn't sit down and do the math and calculate when we're supposed to get shit-faced while doing this. Yeah, well, that's that's effort, and I don't like math. 
I keep saying I'm going to do it, but it's always when I'm at work. So it's like I go from, okay, I can sit here and count the weeks out to figure out when 50 will be. And then work picks up and then I never think of it again until the next day. Mm-hmm. But not when I'm playing uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Not once has <laughs> it crossed my mind then. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, you zone out because I'm a wizard. Right. Uh, so I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that for a little bit since it has become an all-consuming um, uh, controversy. And uh, you and I are, are both playing it, so we've got some experience in it. But uh, mm-hmm. anything dumb or particularly spectacular that you had seen over the past week? Um... No, I had a pretty boring week. Uh, I got glasses, so now I'm a four eyes. So yeah. that's fun. Yeah, I remember you were talking about your bouginess uh, now that you've got glasses. Well, apparently my family thinks that, like, I don't understand it, but I have, like, a mini bifocal on the bottom of my glasses that, like, gives small things a little bump. So, like, when I'm looking at the computer, words look a little bit bigger. And apparently that's too fancy for my family, even though apparently it's like a super common thing to get in glasses. <laughs> I think you just needed some bifocals from uh, uh, the 1800s. Mm-hmm. You and your fancy technology glasses. Yeah. And apparent, uh, and also this weekend I did a Pokemon tournament uh, for Pokemon Go, and I got absolutely destroyed. I, I went into it. I didn't know they were doing tournaments now. We have a, a local group that is trying to become like... Well, I guess our group actually is an official Pokemon Go like group that gets retweeted and stuff by Niantic and uh, Pokemon Go all the time. Um, but we're trying to level it up, and by doing that, you have to do tournaments for a year. So we've been doing... This is the second tournament. I didn't do the first one because I didn't know about it. Um but this was the second one, and I went into it expecting to lose, and I sure did, but I beat my friend by a technicality, so I will take it. Hey, nothing like going in with expectations and absolutely crushing them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start having more exciting things happen to you, because uh, as I've stated previously, I'm tired of being the one that has the dumb things that I do, which immediately after recording last week's episode, well, I guess it'll be this week. Oh no, it's already out. Isn't it? This is Saturday. We're, we're or Sunday. We're way late on recording. And, and that's due, uh, largely in part to a second job that I've taken. And we'll get to that when I, I talk about my week, but, um, I, I do have something dumb. Oh, okay. Great. This is why I keep notes because there's no way in hell I will ever remember. Um, it was Wednesday. It was the, I I think I only had the glasses for like two or three days at this point. And I went to, there's like a, an old, it's called the Steel Mansion, but it's like a hotel, uh, bed and breakfast kind of thing. And there was an event going on where people were talking about like wicked women and like ghost stories of love and stuff like that. And afterwards, you got to walk around the hotel and, like, look at the rooms and stuff. And since I'm not used to glasses, and like I mentioned before, the bottom of my glasses are, like, kind of bifocal. So if I look at the ground, it looks like it's kind of, like, U-shaped. 
And I almost fell down the steps three times. <laughs> I got to the point where every time we went down the steps, I had to take the glasses off because I didn't want to fall down the steps. Because for some reason, I always ended up being the last person to go down the steps. So if I would have fell, I would have knocked down everybody we were with. That would have been amazing to watch. Unfortunately, oh, probably yeah. no, no one would have got it on camera because no one would have expected anything to happen. Nope. Nobody would have expected a blind person to fall. It sounds like you need a walking stick, too, in addition to the glasses. Like, obviously, you can see pretty well with glasses, as that is what they're meant to do. So you're by no means, like, uh, legally blind. But I think a walking stick could only enhance your situation because you can pretend like you are going blind and then beat people who you find annoying in public. That would be fun. (laughs) Um, I, I also did something dumb immediately following our episode um recording that's already out um i uh i went upstairs after we were done recording and uh kristen was like the bulb in uh, above the sink uh is flickering real bad do you mind changing it and i don't know why um somehow women women want to fight for their independence and they want to be the ones to tell you that they can do anything without men's help but somehow we still fall into the stereotypical rules where it's somehow my job to change the light bulbs <laughs> and some of them i get she's uh she's short she's only like five two or something like that so she's uh challenge uh uh, uh, uh vertically challenged as i i politely call it mm-hmm. um but I got up and changed it, and it was a hell of a time because the fucking um, screws that hold the uh, cover in place were rusted, so they did not want to turn for fuck all. And I eventually got it off, and uh, I I unscrewed the bulb, and she came back and, and did it a uh, sarcastic clap for me um, to um, uh, applaud me for doing a basic job because I'm no handyman. And I... <sighs> Decided I was going to uh, become Kobe Bryant. I decided I was going to just toss it like a basketball into the trash can uh, from the sink, which is probably about, I don't know, five feet away. You've seen my my kitchen, so you know the sink is pretty close to the trash can. And, uh-huh. and instead of, you know, just fucking going right in the big open hole, it hits the side That's of the trash can. <laughs> is she advertising her holes a giant open hole? Cave of Wonders. Oh my god! Well, I'm 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 so glad that you mentioned that because that's pretty on point for the video. In any oh case, <laughs> uh, it hits the side of the trash can instead and just completely shatters while we have all of her roaming around the kitchen. Um, oh so god. she just fucking looked at me dumbfounded, like she couldn't she couldn't fathom how retarded I was. <laughs> Why would you think throwing a light bulb would be smart? Well, as you said, it was a, or as I mentioned, it was a large open hole. I thought I could for sure throw a bulb five feet through the air into the trash can. Why would you even risk it, though? Well, obviously, I didn't think there was a risk. I thought I was going to be the greatest of all time. You obviously aren't. Apparently not. That's neither here nor there. It's over with. I I swept up... Most of the shards, Kristen found the last one with her foot. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which she was uh, uh, grateful for. Uh, she was sure to thank me again. Uh, um, but fortunately, I think it was the dumbest thing that I did all week, so I was, it was pretty good for the week. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't have to berate myself too much. Um, 
So I guess we'll move on to my my check-ins with work. Um, as I mentioned, I have taken on a second job. I won't mention the restaurant specifically because in the handbook they gave me, they indicated that um, we are liable for the things that we say about the restaurant. So I will be sure not to throw them <laughs> under the bus too much. Um, but anyway, I'm making pizzas at an Italian restaurant, which is um, – it's not a terrible job. Uh, it just sucks because the way they scheduled me, uh, we agreed that I was going to work Thursday through Sundays in the evening. It was going to be like four to close every day, um, which was fine. It was going to put me at seven days a week working between the two jobs. However, I said that I would manage because it wouldn't be too bad. It was going to be two days where both jobs were going to be worked the same day, which would suck. Um, so the manager that I spoke with that hired me told me to come back in Monday and start at 3.30, but he didn't give me a schedule beyond that. So I was like, okay, I'll come in. And I showed up, and I said, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so. I said, is is uh, he here? It's my first day. So he told me to come find him. And uh, the waitresses were like, I don't think we've seen him today very much. And they, they put me on – well, they didn't put me on hold. I didn't call in. They told me to wait. Um, <laughs> and they went looking for him, and they couldn't find him anywhere. And then after, like, five minutes, she comes back, and she's like – Oh, yeah, he's not here today. He left yesterday to go to Florida because his grandmother is dying. I was like, oh, okay, so I hope somebody was given, like, the instructions on what to do with me because I I have no idea what I'm doing here. And uh, so they brought back, I think he's the main manager of the entire restaurant, and uh, he showed me around and uh, kind of put me in my position and and had um, uh, some of the other people that work in the um, uh, prep line help me. Uh, so I was doing it and it was, it was okay. It's fine. Um, not, not really a lot to report on. Uh, it gets chaotic at some points. There are dinner rushes. There are a lot of slow points. It's, it's really not too bad. What is interesting though, is the people that I work with. Um, I don't know. You've, you've probably never worked kitchen jobs before. I assume you probably have worked mostly, uh, office jobs, right? I've only had two jobs in my entire life. Both of <laughs> them were- office jobs. Boring as shit, my friend. You need to get up. Quit your job immediately. There will be no repercussions, I assure you. And then go find different... (laughs) Words cannot express how badly I would love to do that. (laughs) I think you need to take like a month off, uh, go be a a traveling vagabond, and uh, try out some different lines of work. Um, If I had the money to do that, I would. (laughs) Now, what can be said about kitchen staff stereotypically? I don't know if you've seen... um, there was a great movie in the 2000s called Waiting. Never even heard of it. Oh, God. Uh, Is that surprising it, anymore? No, I mean, it's not, but it's such a great movie and so widely revered. I assumed that there was a chance maybe you weren't an uncultured swine. Nope, no chance. <sighs> I tell you to watch it, but I know that that's less of a chance than you having watched something else private, uh, previously. So You would be correct. <laughs> um. Well, that movie uh, depicts a restaurant staff, both front and back, and the things that they do and get away with, and the the horrors that they do to each other, um, and uh, like uh, people sending back an order and complaining about nothing that they had any real issue with. They just wanted to complain. Uh, so uh, one of the cooks says that he didn't add enough for Munda cheese, so he starts scratching his taint and then sprinkling it on the food and sends it back out. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's a it's a great. Great show or movie, rather. Um, but in any case, um, anyone who has worked kitchen uh, have gotten to know that the people that you work with are way more character um, 
oriented than than other places of work like office jobs uh i worked factory work and i've worked with some colorful people mostly misogynistic pieces of shit but colorful people (laughs) none the same um how i would describe the people i work with at this restaurant is if i were going to write and direct a prison show i would cast absolutely everybody in the kitchen that i work with Oh, geez. There was a dude that started working there, or went for his interview the same day I did, and he had a big spiderweb tattoo on his forehead. I thought, there's no way in fuck I'm not getting this job if they're hiring him, too. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so it's a, a very interesting, colorful people uh, that work there. Um, there are. I'm also finding time now struggling to get my Spanish done every day because my Spanish has gone from being actively learning to... <laughs> just maintain the streak at, at any cost. So <laughs> my first day um, I was working from four to midnight and I realized as I checked my phone that my streak was about to be ruined and I was at like 50 days or something like that. So it was a pretty impressive streak as far as my learning goes. And I was like, Oh, I can't go from the line. I can't do anything. And they said we could use bathroom breaks if we need to, just to get someone to cover us when we're gone. So I thought the only way I was going to get my streak done was if I took it to the bathroom and did my Spanish in there. <laughs> but it's real close to the dishwashing station, so I didn't want like the dishwasher to hear me sp- practicing Spanish on the toilet. So I tried to make noises and and that were um, indicative of somebody using the bathroom. However, I realized that unless you are shitting your guts out, you don't really know what noises you are to make naturally with your mouth. Um, so I was a bit of a loss for how to make it seem like it was a natural activity in the bathroom. Not that anyone gave two shits. Probably nobody was even listening or aware that I went to the bathroom except for my replacement. But just in case anybody was listening, I I went in there and I would start the Spanish lesson up and it would you know, there are some speaking parts in there. So I would just be like, uh, uh, donde esta biblioteca? Uh, uh. Oh my my family is grande. <laughs> you could have turned the talking parts off. <laughs> I know I could have, but I was trying to do my lesson. <laughs> you still can. It just won't give you speaking once for 15 minutes. Well, I don't think anyone who spoke to me for 15 minutes after I came back out either. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I maintained my streak... Uh, it was like uh, ten till midnight when I got my my three thing my uh, three minutes of lesson or whatever. Jesus um, Christ! One such thing I've heard from the people that I work there. One guy seems to be a big uh, conspiracy theorist, uh, but not in the same conspiracies that you would expect. Like nine eleven was an inside job, or the Earth is flat because they don't want us to go beyond the wall to Alaska, or whatever the fuck they they think is really happening. Um, his big takeaway on the first day that I worked was that dildos are an invention of the government to prevent pregnancies. I don't... He said, he said that the government wants to control the population growth and by creating dildos and other sex toys, that is how they have accomplished this, this goal is because with the aid of sex toys, women no longer need men and it encourages women to be with women, and then because there are no more women available to be with, men are going to be with men, and therefore the government has successfully corralled the population growth. <laughs> I'm speechless. 
I didn't have the heart I, to say, especially being my first day, that it was a, probably a good possibility that it, this wasn't the case, but that just women didn't want to be with him because of who he is as a person. Yeah. Uh, it's great. It's a good time. Working there has been a real gift on its own. Jesus. Unfortunately. Only, go ahead. I, uh, I follow like a couple pizza delivery drivers and stuff, specifically on TikTok randomly. And they always seem to share, like, the weirdest work stories. And one of them has, like, recorded while he's working. And it it just seems like some weird shit goes on for pizza in the back end. Yeah, restaurants are are horrific. If you knew the things that happen back there that that do go on, you wouldn't go to restaurants ever again. And I know, I, I worked at Burger King, so I've seen some shit. Um, and then now working here at this restaurant, I'm starting to see some shit. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled. And all I can do is be grateful that the oven is hot enough to kill germs that we put on those foods. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a good thing I'm allergic to like everything now. So going out to eat is not even fun anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Except unless you want to pay a fortune for gluten-free food. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really have a choice. Pizza wasn't expensive enough without having to get the gluten-free version. I told you I got a pizza yesterday, and... Um, they fucking waterboarded that pizza. They did. I got one before. I got, like, a buffalo chicken one, and there was, like, no sauce on it. It was dry as shit. So I'm like, okay, uh, I'm gonna get extra sauce on this one to, like, make it not drier than the Sahara Desert. And they decided to put, like, an entire jar's worth of sauce onto one tiny-ass pizza. So, like, when I was eating it, it was literally dripping in sauce. And it, their, their gluten-free pizza's weird because they do it, like, a Chicago style, so it's upside down. Mm-hmm. So the sauce is on top, and then the cheese and everything is under that. So it was just a freaking mess. But that pizza was $30, $30 for just the pizza. Jesus. That's, that's and then absurd. I got, I know. I got wings with it, too. I got a half a pound of wings for $9. I thought that was going to be, like, maybe 10 wings. It was five. <laughs> uh, that, that's why they put the uh, weight instead of the uh, amount. And they were, like, the dinkiest wings I've ever seen in my life. That's, they, they definitely measure that before cooking it. They have to. It's like with, it's like with steak, like when you go to Texas Roadhouse and you uh, order uh, so-and-so size of a steak and it comes back and it looks like someone cut it in half before they brought it to you. And it's like, this is definitely not the weight that it was supposed to be. Um, it's because it's all pre-cooked. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I hope you enjoyed your waterboard pizza, especially for 30 bucks. Honestly, I was kind of disappointed in it. It was oh, all right. That's, that's the worst. You might as well endure the stomach pains. I have one more slice in uh, my fridge, and I'm probably just gonna end up throwing it out. I don't know. For thirty Which bucks, you, you should you should probably lick every inch of that pizza and then consume it as a whole. It was just such a pain in the ass to eat. <laughs> I'm sure. Look, I'm trying to I'm trying to eat it while I'm playing Harry Potter, and it's just impossible. I'm I'm sure your your good 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 doggo friend would appreciate it. She's a picky as shit, so she probably wouldn't even care to eat it. <laughs> she wouldn't eat it, but she would knock over your trash can to get it out. 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, the uh, the hardest thing about having two jobs, other than the toll it takes on um, your body, uh, my legs hurt and my back hurts. My back's feeling pretty okay. I've had Friday I worked um, just the, my primary job, my other job. And then yesterday I had the day off from both jobs. And then today I'm going back in for the pizza job again. So I get like a day off of both, which is nice. Um, but I found the hardest thing to do is to work both throughout most of the weeks. I think they have me working Sunday through Thursday at the pizza shop. And then the other job is Monday through Friday. So there are four days where I'm working both. And that is getting up at 6 a.m. to go to the first job and then immediately leaving the first job to go to the second job and then working four to 10 or midnight, depending on how busy we are. Um, the hardest part is getting to sleep when you get home, because obviously if I were narcoleptic and fell asleep at the drop of the hat, um, which you, you've seen me do at birthday parties for my own kids when everyone else is <laughs> distracted and talking, I'll just be snoo- snoozing on the couch. Um, but when I get home from work, I need wind down time. But obviously, I, I have six hours from the time I got off of one job to when I have to get up for the first one again. So I can't get like play video games or whatever to make myself sleepy. I have to try to actively sleep. And as you probably have experienced yourself, when you actively try to go to sleep knowing you have to, you have the hardest time doing it. It's impossible. Um, so we have received aid in the form of, uh, uh, weed gummies. And I have started taking those now when I leave the second job to try to get me into a tired state before I go to bed. Um, but I decided the first night that maybe the weed gummy wouldn't be enough to put me to sleep. So I, I doubled down and I got also took two melatonin extra sleep gummies too. (laughs) Jesus Christ. And while nothing uh, happened, um, I I did wake up periodically throughout the the night thinking that I would overslept, and I was certain that at any minute I was going to see it was like eight in the morning, and I was going to have five missed calls from my other job. Um, <laughs> luckily, I, I kept checking my phone, and I was good on on time. But then I was paranoid that my alarms weren't going to be set for some reason, even though I never turn them off, and it was it was a whole thing. Um, the weirdest thing that ended up happening between taking the 10 milligram weed gummy and the two extra sleep melatonin gummies was the weirdest fucking dreams I've ever had. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what a lot of them were, but the one that stood out to me was um, I I woke up and I checked my phone and went back to bed realizing that I still had some time left to sleep. And in my dream, uh, Kristen rolled over and whispered in my ear, my mom's a paramedic so you can sleep longer. And I don't know what the fuck that meant, but I took it as comforting. And I was like, okay, I'll sleep longer since I trust that your mom is a paramedic. And she's not. Not once in her life has she ever done anything in the medical field. She worked as a manager for Family Dollar for a good long chunk of her life. But somehow in this dream, being told by a dream version of Kristen that I could sleep because it was okay because her mom was a paramedic, it made all the sense I needed it to make. And I, I went right back to sleep. I mean, I guess it helped you go back to sleep. It sure the fuck did. Um, I I've gotten to play very little Hogwarts Legacy so far because of it, um, and because uh, obviously I get home and I have to go right back to bed in order to get up for work, and it is it is tough as shit to just be a solely only working kind of person without any luxury time. Um, I found that on my lunch breaks uh, at the first job, I if I have a little bit of time, I can play the Switch for like an hour. Um, but that's kind of iffy too. 
Um, the other job, you get two 15-minute breaks, and that's the only breaks you get for the day. So um, my job is when the, <laughs> the uh, dinner break slows down. Oh, jeez. So, um, yeah, it was, it's been great fun. Uh, it's only been a week. I feel like I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> but uh, that, is, uh, that is my week in a nutshell. It's, uh, it's not been completely eventful, but I guess now that I'm only working, it's uh, not, not really going to be. Yeah, sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so I, I suggest you also take on a second job. I've considered it. It just seems unfair that I have to do it and you get to play video games while you work. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure that won't last much longer. Uh, do you want to touch on the controversial Hogwarts legacy at all? Uh, you can. I don't really have anything prepared for it. It's not the uh, the main focus of the week. I just didn't know if you wanted to prolong getting to the good surprise video at the end. No, I don't. I don't really have much to say on it. All right. Um. I'm enjoying it immensely. Um, I know I'm a little bit further than you are. Um, I'm actually not so sure now. Oh, did you get a good bit of time in last night? I played for like four or five hours yesterday. Are you at the point where you have to meet your friend? I I don't know if it's different because I don't know if the quests change based on the house you're in. What house are you in? Ravenclaw. Okay, so we're going to have the same playthrough experience then. Um, I'm also in Ravenclaw. Uh, did you have to meet your friend out in the little village? Yes. Okay, and then so you also then uh, ran into the old woman who is studying, uh, I think they're called Merlin's Pillars? No. Okay. Uh, it is a side quest, and I, I've been a whore for, in this game picking up side quests, and I don't normally do that unless they happen to be along my path in most other RPGs because some RPGs get real lengthy when you start doing everything in the game. Um, I've only been doing the uh, side quests. like I, I, I will do all of them, but I've only been doing them like, when I see them, and I haven't seen that one, so I must not have meandered yeah, by it. It's still in that village because um, there's also the girl who lost some kind of device in the lake. Her family lost it or whatever, and she wants you to go diving for it. Yeah, I definitely did not do that. All right. Well, it sounds like you have some more exploring in that little village area to do then. Um, So when I played yesterday, I got to the village, and then I got a quest from a little uh, goblin. Oh, about his wares being taken? Yep, and then I started headed towards that. Okay. Yeah, it's all relatively close to each other, um, so you just... Got hooked on one quest and moved on to uh, to seeing it through. Um, That's how I usually play them. Is I'll do, I'll accept a quest and do it before I actually accept another one because I don't like having like a huge list of quests because that feels overwhelming. I uh, I feel like a real um, I don't know what the right word is. I was gonna say a real simpleton being excited about shiny objects, but this seems. <laughs> Seems like the wrong way to put it. Um, but like I see the quest uh, markers on the map, and I was like, ooh, quest. And then I'll like, okay, I'll go do this quest. Oh, 200 meters away, there's another quest. I'll go pick that one up too. <laughs> so we differ a little bit in our, our gameplay. Um, I f- it might just be me, but I have a really hard time reading this map. Um, I don't think it's um, – the, the difficulty I have is uh, actually in Hogwarts itself – 
um, because there are a bunch of fast travel spots that you can go to once you've discovered them. However, uh, they're on different layers of the castle. So, like, you'll go to one that looks like it's right outside of where you need to be, and then you have to run for, like, ten minutes to get to it because it's on a different floor entirely. Honestly, with the castle, I've just been running to everything. I don't even use the fast travel, really. Uh, it's not like it helps very much, so you're probably right to do that. And what's up with those fucking doors with the symbols on them? Have you figured out how to solve those? I have not, and they piss me off. I, I'm, I'm expecting somebody's going to tell me how to do those at some point. Right, I'm sure and there's probably a guide online where it could be like, well, it's a mathematical equation, so this symbol is what you got to look for to make this symbol equal that. And I just I don't want to look it up because I keep waiting for the game to tell me. But like you said, it pisses me off too. There's so many of them. And when you use Ravello, you can see their chest behind the doors. It's like, I want what's in that chest. I know. Uh, um, like well, I, I know that there's like little medallions on the wall that you can yeah. like spin. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, and I I tried cheating the system because I think at most those there's only two medallions. So I'd like I'd select one symbol and then run to the other and flip through all of the symbols and then that didn't work and I'd run back to the other one and flip it again and I either accidentally missed the right combination just by a hair or I've given up too early before I actually got it right uh, or maybe they won't let you into them until you have learned how to do them in the game. I don't know. I feel like there's something else you have to do and not just get the right combination. Like, I don't know if there's, like, you have to have a spell. That's that probably what it is, that and a spell. the door with. Oh, I'm going to fucking bring in a fucking construction crew to take the door down. <laughs> I mean, you should just be able to uh, uh, incendio the door down or something. I'm I'm quite disappointed that nobody reacts to you going around and incendioing people in the hallways. I know. I, I'm, I, there have been times I'm, I've accidentally just kind of blasted the wand. Like I sit down, the controller on the couch, and the right trigger uh, activates, and I blast somebody, and they don't even react to it. I do the same thing. Yeah, I guess on the bright side, that's also how you avoid uh, being wanted by the law, like in Fable. Or uh, Elder Scrolls games. Yeah. I think it's uh, funny too, like when you do the Cross Wands tournament, you can just blast people with Incendio and not care. Right, yeah. It's just getting fireballed to the face, and it's okay. Everyone's cool with it. Uh huh. Those, those are, did you complete that one to, to its end? Uh, I think there's only three rounds of it. Yeah. I did too, and I don't know. It, does the number change based on if you do it alone or with partners? Do you know? I don't know. I did it with a partner every time. I did too. Uh, the first one, you're doing a one on one duel, and then the second time, you go in, and if you do it with a partner, I don't know if you do it by yourself, it's the same. But if you do it with a partner, it's two on three, which when I got to that point, I was like, well, this seems slightly unfair. And then you get to the last one, and it's two on four. It's like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I lost the third one like five or six times before I actually beat it. It only took me one loss to get through the last one um, because I, I, I keep getting the colors mixed up because the one you need uh, Accio, the one you need uh, uh, Incendio, and I can't remember what the other spell is, but they're like purple, red, and yellow. Uh, oh, Levioso. Um, so it's like you have to use the right spell, but then you know there's four of them, and each of them have a different color at them. It's like, which one am I fucking trying to target? You can't match up colors to buttons? 
Yes, you can, but I'm not looking at buttons. I'm trying to be a proper wizard and learn how to use my spells without looking at them. I mean, I haven't had an issue with that. You're just dumb. I have an issue with you. Fuck you. Hmm. <laughs> um, the big controversy that everyone has already heard about with this game is that uh, J.K. Rowling has openly denied uh, believing um, that transgender people exist and that there is no such thing as being transgender. So obviously there's been a huge hate for years and years for her for it. And then everyone's been encouraging everyone else to boycott the game. And obviously there's not been a lot of that uh, successfully connecting. I did have the end ruined for me, though. Uh, at least part so of the end. I. Okay, uh, did you come across a meme? Uh, I came across somebody that apparently anytime they see somebody talk about it, they post the end game of, uh, for the game on their, whatever they post. Okay. So that, I think that's what the trans community who's vehemently opposed. And this obviously isn't all trans people because I have seen countless comments on TikTok videos and Facebook posts and everything else of trans people saying, yeah, I'm trans and I'm for sure going to buy and play this game or I love this game. It's been so much fun. So, like, it's not even all of them. It's just some of them who really have a burr up their ass about it, um, who have decided that their way of fighting back against people for supposedly being transphobic by buying the game is to post the ending um, on comment threads and videos and all of that. Um, a friend of mine um, who has a trans wife um, uh, posted something about there are more important things than... Um, uh, supporting a transphobic than than playing Harry Potter or something like that, and I, and I just went to comment on it because as I had found pretty early in the game, when you go to um, Hogsmeade and you go to the Three Brooms um, Tavern, you meet a transgendered woman, and I found out that the um, the voice actor is also a transgender woman. So it's a very cool representation they put in there, and I think that they did that as a uh, fuck you to J.K. Rowling, but also to kind of like show the community who still love the Harry Potter world that, you know, just because the person who created this world is transphobic doesn't mean we're going to also embrace her ideas. Um, so they put that in. And then the reason I asked you about the uh, if you met the old woman who does the uh, Merlin pillars or whatever it is they're called, um, she talks about her wife. Um, so oh. they also have gay representation as well. So I, I think that this is an obnoxious war, that cultural war that's been started between um, some people of the trans uh, world and, and other people who realize it's a game and you can separate the art from the artist. Um, but this, this whole war where now people are posting that meme or comment or whatever on everyone else just to declare warfare for supporting it, like that's that's really the... The dick move. Those are those are the monsters of this entire debacle. I want to just be clear that I am not against um, LGBTQ or anything like that in any way. And I, to me, Harry Potter is bigger than J.K. Rowling at this point, for sure. Um, sure, she created it, but the like the big thing that I don't get is that nobody's boycotting Warner Brothers. Nobody's boycotting like Universal Studios for having two Harry Potter things. Nobody's boycotting stores like Target, Walmart, whatever, for selling Harry Potter Legos. And then nobody's boycotting Lego because they make Harry Potter Lego sets all the time. So right. I don't understand why they decided to target this game specifically. 
Right, and then you have stores too, obviously stores everywhere that have the licensed merchandise, like a Hot Topic especially is real big on selling licensed merchandise of uh, IPs, um, and nobody boycotts those either. Like like you said, it's it's very specifically this game that WB has created, and it just seems baffling that anyone's got a, a problem with it in general. Like I get not wanting to support um, someone who's a terrible person, but uh, if you dig deep enough into anyone's history, you'll find some problematic things. Yeah. Um, J.R. Uh, uh, Tolkien was notoriously racist, but people love Lord of the Rings and everything that he's done. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like it's 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 just bizarre that people latch on to a very specific I- edition of a IP, and that's where they want to go after. And like you said, it's no hate to. Um, the trans community or anything like i said there's a lot of cool people who are very understanding that you can uh separate the art and the artist but the specific people that are like well if nobody is going to listen to me wage war on this then fuck them i'm gonna ruin their game for them uh-huh. and it's just like I mean, come it, on i just don't get it i don't know uh i am uh disappointed that people have decided to wage war in this way because Nobody wanted to listen to them bully someone else. Uh, and that's really what it came down to is people who were berating others for wanting to buy the game are bullying them, uh, which is uh-huh. it's, it's a whole other thing entirely. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm glad to see that there are um, there are people within the community trying to lash out back at the people who are doing it. And I think within any kind of community, regardless of what it is they stand for, I believe you're going to find uh, monsters within their ranks that are going to really derail the message that they're trying to put out. Yeah, that's true for any community. So now that we went on a, a tangent for um, a serious matter, I guess we can get back to the dumb and talk about our week of uh, our week of the topic. Topic of the week, that is how you pronounce that. Um, so... This came out in the news um, early February. We're recording 10 days after the article was posted. Uh, is February 2nd Groundhog's Day? It's either 2nd or 3rd. I don't remember. Off the top. Uh, 2nd, actually. <laughs> okay. Um, I believe the Canadians do it differently uh, at a different time. Um Oh, no, they, maybe they do it the same. I'm not sure. Uh, this was on the second. I believe this is a Canadian article. Um, <laughs> so uh, we we were looking for something to talk about this week, and uh, I happened to come across this particular article that the Canadian groundhog, they, they've named Fred La Marmotte, uh, was found dead on <laughs> Groundhog's Day, uh, which seems like a omen if ever there was one. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, so real quick, uh, the beloved Canadian groundhog, Fred La Mar- Marmotte, uh, was found dead before he could complete a North American tradition of predicting the onset of spring on Groundhog Day on Thursday. Kids and adults cheerfully waited for Fred to appear in an annual event um, in Quebec on Thursday before event organizer Roberto Blondin announced that the stubby burrower's demise... <laughs> So they said that uh, he was found dead overnight and that he may have passed away uh, late last year during hibernation, which means this thing has been rotting in its hole for a while. Jesus Christ. Uh, um, so 
I think what's worse is that kids and adults gathered around uh, for the ceremony of watching the groundhog emerge to see his shadow, or not to see his shadow, to determine how many more weeks of winter there is left. And when everybody gathered around, and he didn't come out of the hole. They went to check on him and found that he was dead. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I guess at least the ground would have preserved him somewhat and delayed the uh, um, decaying process a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> they decided they were going to carry on anyway because the Canadians are fucked up. And instead of sending everybody home or looking for another groundhog, uh, luckily they didn't decide to grab his corpse and hold it up to see if he saw his shadow or not. <laughs> that would be another thing entirely. Um, apparently they grabbed a child, uh, who was in the crowd who had a, uh, stuffed groundhog toy and they lifted it into the air, um, to see if it would see its shadow or not. Um, which also seems just as dumb as grabbing the corpse of the groundhog. <laughs> um... Let's see, where was it? Uh, trying to see what the result of it was. Because obviously there was a result of whether or not the stuffed groundhog saw a shadow. Uh, bu- 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 uh, I don't have anything in this article. I don't know if it disappeared or what. Um, I, I have saw- something to admit. Oh, God. What, what, what do you have to admit? So for Groundhog's Day, I thought the tradition was if the groundhog actually saw a shadow, like it made a conscious visual that it looked at its shadow. And apparently it's just that if there's a shadow cast by the groundhog, it means that there's going to be uh, six more weeks of winter. And if there's no shadow at all, as in if it's cloudy, that means that spring will come early. <laughs> For a long time, I also thought the same thing, which since childhood, I was able to see this for the bullshit that it was. And I thought, why the fuck are we letting a groundhog determine whether or not spring is going to be six or eight weeks? Like, oh no, I saw my shadow. I guess that means I'm going to tell fucking Jack Frost to hold on for a little longer. What the fuck? Why do we do these weird traditions? Um, I I can't find in the article now what happened uh with this toy stuffed animal I, for some reason now i feel like i have dementia and i made that up entirely but i swear i saw it <laughs> in the article um and now it's just not there i have no I'm idea sure that uh our version we it saw its shadow so we have six more weeks of winter yeah i did it did go on to say that uh, ontario's groundhog so apparently uh, canada uh, uses a different groundhog for each territory because apparently they can't be on the same page. Um, I don't know if oh, here, the U.S. has more because I, I just know the one that's in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, Puxitani Phil, I believe, is the only one we have. Uh, it says here, designated groundhogs in other Canadian provinces were luckier in fulfilling their duty. Uh, by luckier, <laughs> they mean they didn't fucking die during hibernation. Uh, Manitoba, Merv, and Nova Scotia's... That's not even a real name... Shuben I say I don't know the fuck. Just call him Sam. It's all their shadows. Uh, but Ontario's uh, Weirton Willie did not, and predicted an early spring. So it looks like Ontario Ontario's uh, set for early spring, while the rest of us continue to freeze in our, our tundra. So saith the groundhogs. 
those they have the Groundhogs. Um, so that made me wonder because I thought it was funny that uh, they went, they made this whole big thing, and then the groundhog was dead. <laughs> and uh, I thought, what other dumb traditions do we do, um, either in America or elsewise, that we still follow to this day? But maybe they started as very weird, benign reasons way back when when they did start. Um, so I've asked you to do the research since I was busy slaving away at two jobs. Uh, so what did you bring us for this week? So none of mine are like particularly stupid, I guess, but they're still really weird. Um, so I had five, but one of them was Groundhog's Day, so I'm just going to skip that one. God damn it, Russell. Shut you'd, up. You had one job and you fucked it up. Kiss my ass. <laughs> I can't. I can't fucking stop working. You're going to have to come to one of my jobs. <laughs> you have to visit me on office hours. Now, Jesus Now Christ. it sounds like a porn. So anyway, in Alaska, anyway. they have ice bedding contests. Uh, I did see that one because I was also looking at weird traditions we still do. Uh, so what does that one entail? So every year, Alaska, there's a river in Alaska where the ice gets about three feet deep. And people bet on the exact date and time that the ice breaks. They have a webcam where you can see it all year round to watch it real time. And the reason I wanted to talk about this was it, typically the winning pot's like 800 bucks, which is still a lot of money. But in 2014, the pot was $363,627. Sounds like something you'd have better luck betting on than um, the lottery. I That's hard to say. I mean... There's a lot less options to pick from. I mean, you're looking at a specific day and time, I guess. Well, the time is the really weird part, but I, mean, I guess that's why you win so much goddamn money. But uh, I, I've always heard uh, growing up that people were needed in Alaska for jobs, but because Alaska is such a um, you know different environment from the rest of the U.S., it's hard to get people to go there on their own. So their government was like willing to pay for you to move there. Um, to take on certain jobs or careers or whatever. Um, and uh, now it's starting to seem like they're so goddamn bored over there, they're literally watching ice melt. <laughs> I mean, you got to find something to do there. Uh, I, I like, too, that, uh, that we have all this technology and we're using it to determine when the ice is going to break. <laughs> I mean, Not it's entertaining mention- for somebody. Not to mention that you can keep up to date with it by watching it on the webcam, which refreshes every 30 seconds. We might be on the same uh, website. Uh, the Weird America, Nine of USA's. That would be it. Okay, cool. Uh, so we are on the, the right website. So you can actually click this link to go see the ice. Um, it looks like they have, they have they had so many winners uh, in last year. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen winners. It doesn't seem like you have to get too spot on for the date and time. My guess is they probably have to be like it'll probably be whoever's the closest, I would guess. Um but I would assume it's like every thirty seconds. It's not like you have to say it's gonna break on February second at two thirty nine PM. Like and it's hit- probably you pick like a time slot. And here it is. I believe this is the live webcam footage. Um, but there's nothing happening. Like, it's just a bunch of, like, pine trees in the distance. And you can watch the ice. 
and there's literally nothing happening. Like I think I, it said the ice broke in March or May. Uh, yeah, it said uh, the ice went out May second last year. Yeah. So like, I I couldn't honestly tell you. This doesn't look like a live video. This looks like a still, and I'm not sure, certain that they're not just fucking with the rest of the world. It's hard to tell too because isn't in Alaska it like will stay daytime for a couple of days. Yeah, um, I they have six months, uh, I think, where like the sun never comes up, and then there are six months where it just almost is never dark. I would actually like that. I think so too. I I, I learned about that, and I thought that actually doesn't sound too terrible. I wouldn't mind living in a world of dark for half the year. <laughs> the the light would be a bit of an issue just because of trying to sleep. But I know they've all got blackout curtains, which I already have, so that's already a dangerous game that I play. Yeah, that wouldn't really matter. <laughs> All right, so we can watch Ice Melt, which uh, we're probably due for another few months if you want to tap into the live feed and watch that happen. What else you got? In Michigan, there's a cherry spitting contest every year. And this also is another mundane-sounding one, but it kind of shocked me. Apparently in 2009, the record was set for spitting a cherry seed, thirty or 93 Point five feet, and that's just spitting a cherry seed from your mouth, and that's a that's really far. Imagine what you could do with a vagina and a cherry seed. I don't know. It's probably like a bullet. Someone fucking getting taken out two miles away. (laughs) 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 Oh Jesus. Uh, Michigan, that's not surprising. I, I don't know if we've got anything weird like that in Ohio, but uh, it sounds right from Michigan. I'm sure we have something weird like that. What, what bothers well, me? Go on. Uh, the last one I'm going to talk about has history in Ohio, and it's when I talk about it, it just figures that it's Ohio. Mm. I, I can't imagine it's any worse than number six. Uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that sounds about right for us, too. Oh. Yeah, well, the next one I was going to talk about was uh, number six. Okay, uh, by all means, then go ahead and introduce it. So in West Virginia, they have a roadkill cook-off. Every uh, September... People in Marlington, West Virginia, have a roadkill cook-off where they can make stuff made from roadkill. Such delights as biscuits covered in squirrel gravy or teriyaki marinated bear or deer sausage. All scooped up from the side of the road. Now, I want to I circle back to the biscuits covered in squirrel gravy, given our, our last week's Worst of Humanity word. Um, it sounds like somebody's capturing and tricking off squirrels against their will. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you think they force a bunch of squirrels into a cage and force them all to ejaculate onto a biscuit and the last one that does gets to eat it? They probably do. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, like, obviously the heat or whatever is going to kill off the, the germs, but there still seems something super unsanitary about eating roadkill. I mean, you can still eat meat and then have, like, parasites and shit in it that normal cooking temperatures doesn't get rid of. That's true. Uh, this is naturally from West Virginia, which is the place that I would expect it to occur. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Um, somehow, though, the world has deemed that Ohio is the new West Virginia and the new Florida. So I don't know what we've ever done to deserve that title. But these people, they are far worse than we are, I will argue. Yeah, and I don't like that we are being called the new West Virginia and Florida. You see a lot of really like fucked up, methed out people, and people would be like, oh, that's an average hot girl in Ohio. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh. So you ready for this last one? Yeah, let's go find out how Ohio's fucked up. So this last one... According to this article, the imperial system used in the U.S. is a weird tradition. So, we started using the imperial system when it was passed on by the British, and it was modified slightly. I could not be fucked to look into how it was modified, so we used some sort of modified version. Good Um, research skills, Russ. We still use the imperial system (laughs) because it has been seen as acceptable to the Lord. Well, if there is ever a reason to continue something that's grossly out, outdated, it is because it is good in the Lord's eyes. There was a periodical published in Ohio because, of course, it was in the eighteen hundred. I'm sorry, the eighteen eighties, that said, and I quote: "It's a just, it's a just weight and a just measure, which alone are acceptable to the Lord," referring to the imperial system. What that really translates into today's uh, wording is, we ain't going to do it because we like it how it is. Exactly. (laughs) We figured out a way that works for us, so we're just going to keep using it and fuck the rest of the world. Which isn't, you can't get more American than that. Nope. The metric system was formally sanctioned by Congress in 1866, but the U.S. is the only country, only industrialized country in the world that we, that only, fuck, it's the only country in the world that still uses the metric or imperial. the imperial system and has not adopted the metric system. Jesus Christ. That's okay, buddy. We're almost done. You can hang in there a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it always kind of bothered me. And uh, so, p- unfortunately, part of the uh, sacrifice of having taken on two jobs is that for the time being, D&D is temporarily on hiatus because they have me working Monday. So now I'm working 6 a.m., to, or 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. on one job, and then 5 p.m. to probably midnight on the other. Uh, so it's temporary hiatus until my days get switched around. Hopefully we'll get back to it. It would be nice. But what I've noticed is that when you're playing D&D, uh, unless you are specifically outside of the U.S., uh, all of the uh, modules, and if you're writing your own content, is all Imperial System using feet instead of meters. And so um, I have found somehow a good chunk of my uh, players are Canadian. Um, so every time that I've announced, like, it's so many feet away, sometimes they've paused to ask me how many meters that is. And I just like, um, that's an excellent question. We weren't allowed to learn that in school. <laughs> I know. And it's so stupid. And then if you actually do learn about the metric system, it's so much easier I keep debating on learning it myself, but I thought, am I ever really going to leave the U.S. where this is going to be necessary? Pokemon Go uses uh, the metric system. So, like, the egg distance and stuff is in kilometers. But, like, I'm an American, so I don't know if I have this exactly right. But it's like, there's a thousand 
kilometers in a meter. I might have that backwards. I think I have that backwards. There's a thousand meters in a kilometer. Yeah, but like everything is a thousand. Yeah, like everything is like super evenly translated. But then in the imperial system, sixteen ounces is a pound. Like, what are either of those things? And then we've got um, the temperature, where everyone else uses Celsius and we use uh, uh, Kelvin. Or not Kelvin Fahrenheit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, wait. I was like, oh, I'm the dumbass, Mister. A thousand kilometers is a meter. <sighs> anyway, I guess I should just be impressed. You know what Kelvins are? I yeah, I know of them. But um, Celsius is a whole other thing too. Like whenever someone gives me the degrees in Celsius, I'm like, but what is that in English? Because <laughs> like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And they're so much easier too. Like isn't zero freezing and a hundred is boiling? Uh yeah, yeah. So we have instead here like thirty two degrees. I think is the point where it starts to freeze, and I think it's two twelve is the start of boiling. Yep. Yep. So it's just like we have we we refuse to do these very evened off numbers that the rest of the world is using. Yet for some reason, uh, we uh we're just we have to n- memorize very specific thirty two and two twelve, which is is so much harder. And then we have stupid conversion formulas too. I, I don't remember what it is, but, like, the conversion from Fahrenheit to Celsius is, like, you multiply it by 32 and then divide by 1 over 32 or something like that. I don't uh, I don't need any of that in my life. I just need an app to tell me how warm it is, and then I'll decide for myself. Yep. Um, one more thing I wanted to, to talk on, since we're on the same page, uh, literally, um, was the presidential turkey pardons is a thing that we have in the U.S. that I don't think any other... Uh, country does um now these turkeys they don't do anything wrong it's not like they pecked out the eyes of a child or something or orphaned <laughs> children by killing their parents or you know anything heinously weird like that i think they'd randomly just go out and pluck these turkeys from the wild who are just living their best lives and then take them to the the uh, white house for pardoning um the part that i found funny about this entire thing is that um the turkeys, even though they're technically pardoned from being used for Thanksgiving dinner, um, get to live out the rest of their lives on a farm. Um, the unfortunate part about that is that because they are turkeys who aren't used to farm living, um, they usually live less than a year because the birds are so overfed that they contract heart disease and other obesity-related illnesses. <laughs> Oh, so, welcome to America. Right. You're, you're not killing the turkey by preparing it for Thanksgiving dinner. Instead, uh, you are just going to overfeed it until eventually its heart gives out. So it mm-hmm. is another way that uh, America is number one. Yep. <laughs> um, I guess that it says, too, that if you're wondering whether there's some deeper meaning or symbolic reasoning to the ritual, there isn't. So it just seems like a weird thing that one day – they um they just decided to start doing this. Um, it says it's been going on since the 1940s, and in 1989, George Bush Sr. made the turkey pardon a permanent part of the ceremony. So now it's just it's just a weird thing where we pardon these turkeys and then overfeed them to death. And I, I don't understand why. There's no reason for it. No. I, I Leave it to us to have some weird tradition like that. Right, and um, there was the one that I was going to cover. Um, I, I think we had discussed it real briefly before. Are you familiar with uh, hanging pickles in your Christmas tree? 
Yes, my family actually does that. Well, with okay. a fake pickle. Do you know why that started or what the meaning of that is? When we first started doing it, my grandpa um, printed out like a, a story, but that was like eight or nine years ago, and I do not remember at this point. Hmm. I I remember seeing someone mention it online once and saying that uh, they put the pickle in their tree every year, and if somebody takes it down, they will immediately put it back up because their family doesn't understand the purpose of it. And like they didn't explain the purpose, so I'm just as in the dark as their family is. And I would think the fuckle, fucking fuckle, fucking <laughs> Uncle Jack uh, finally cracked and his dementia won over. He's putting pickles in the tree. It's funny that I, my uncle's name is Jack. Yeah, of course it is. Good old um, Uncle but Jack. I know with that pickle, something about it is like if you find it, you get a prize. I wonder so, if there's what? something about. Now I'm, I'm curious. Pickles in trees. Well, we do it. If you find the pickle first, you get five dollars. I don't think we do they do it anymore, though. It seems like there isn't a guaranteed, uh, or not guaranteed, but an absolute agreed upon origin of it. Um, this one says that on Christmas Eve, a Civil War soldier begged a guard for a pickle. The guard obliged, which the pick, the soldier said sustained him and essentially saved his life. After returning home, the soldier began the tradition of hanging a pickle on his family's tree each Christmas Eve. So we started a whole tradition because of one dude survived on a pickle, and then now everyone puts pickles in their Christmas tree? Apparently. I hate this country. It's fucking stupid. It is. All right, well, that's all I got uh, on weird traditions. There are a lot more, as uh, you had seen. There were a few more on that that one list. Um, I tried to find other ones, too, that were a little bit more um, dumb. But when I looked at a lot of um, traditions that America celebrates that other countries don't, it was a lot of weird things like Americans enjoy coffee on the go instead of sitting down to drink it. Or uh, people only in America do you get supersized uh, um, food and stuff like that. And it's just like... This isn't really traditions. This is just poking fun at Americans for being fat and lazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I, when I looked it up, I could not find, like, anything interesting. We still have... We have so many of them. I mean, I guess we're not, like... Uh, what was it? England, who has the uh, toe wrestling and the cheese wheel? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what I got uh, for those. And thank you for your research, half-assed as it was not having any answers that I needed for the, the information I was seeking. Once again, you can kiss my entire ass. Well, if you find me during my scheduled work hours, you can come get the kiss. I will make sure everybody watches you do it. All right, fair enough. Speaking of things that people have done that they shouldn't have done, uh, I'm ready to move on to the worst of humanity, which we're going to do a very special one this week. I hope you are super excited for it. Oh, I am very excited. Now, uh, I have already told you about this video, um, but I we haven't worked on <laughs> naming this this sex act. This video came from Kristen's friend, Renisha. Um, oh, and, no, not this. Oh, it sure is, buddy. It sure is. <laughs> um, this video came from Renisha, and the last time that we had subjected you to a video that Renisha found... It was porn in which people were gaping assholes 
so wide that they could put human heads into it. And I believe they were showing people doing it, too. Yeah. Now, I would like to say this isn't nearly as bad as that, but it does for sure fit into the Worst of Humanity segment because whoever these people are who did this certainly <laughs> deserve to be taken out back and shot. <sighs> so I, I'm going to share this video or share my screen with you for this video. Um, it's only a minute and a half long. I, we're not going to by any means watch the entire video because there's no reason to subject our souls to that kind of torment. Uh, uh, it's okay, buddy. It'll be all right. Uh, we want a nice, uh, nice resolution, nice, good frame rate. All right, here you go, buddy. When you're, uh, when you're ready for this magic, <laughs> let me know and I'll hit play. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, oh, shit, I lost it. What happened? God damn it, you broke it. I got fucking 300 people messaging me all at once. Uh, backtrack this a little bit here. Make sure the sound is up nice and high. All right, you see it? You ready to go? Yeah. All right, here we go. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I'm going to fast forward here to the end a little bit because he decides he's hungry. Oh. He says he can taste the fish. And then he puts the fish back in. <laughs> All right, that's enough for my... <laughs> I'm going to gag. That's enough for my discomfort. Oh, fuck. That was awful. That was That was bad. I don't know what I'm going to do to her yet, but I'm going to do something horrible. Oh, that, that was so bad. I accidentally dropped out of the Discord call entirely. <laughs> oh, <Jesus> Christ. <laughs> I don't feel well now. So the special part of this Worst of Humanity segment is we're going to name this particular act that we were bound to witness. Uh, so to clarify, since nobody has a visual learning uh, when they have uh, heard this, uh, what we'd what I'd forced Russ to watch uh, was it's a close up on a woman's face, and they are out on a boat at sea. And I think it, I, I I was so disturbed I can't even remember word for word. It, I think she starts off with it's wriggling around. I can feel it, which means oh. the, the fish isn't dead yet. Uh, and then he then goes on to say, where is it? And she's like, it's in my pussy. And <laughs> it fucking pans down. Her pants are completely off. And she, her, I don't know. I don't know if it's a husband or a boyfriend. By their accents, it could have been her cousin. <laughs> he has a trout. And he's just fucking using it like a dodo inside of her. Just in and out it goes. And like that poor fish hasn't suffered enough. That's the worst way to die. I don't care what your fear of death is. I don't care all of the ways you deem to be the worst way to die. As a fish being plunged from your home and stuffed into a woman's vagina, that is the worst. I don't think I've ever been more repulsed in my life. <laughs> oh my god. Um, the video <laughs> it 
God damn it, I can't even. The video goes on for a minute and a half, which seems entirely too long because as you're watching it, it feels like an eternity. <clears throat> but the end of it is the man decides that he's going to get a nice taste of the fish on fish action, and he starts to eat her out. And then he says, mm, I can taste the fish. Like, I bet you can, motherfucker. It probably tasted like that before you stuck the trout in there. <laughs> Just your average Sunday afternoon out on the lake in West Virginia. God damn it. Oh, normally, when we, we do this segment, we find a, um, a word uh, from Urban Dictionary, and then we will try to guess what horrific act it is before we reveal it to ourselves. Uh, this time, though, I want us to have watched this terrible video, which may become an occasional replacement for the words from Urban Dictionary, and uh, and we're going to name it. So um, if you have control over your stomach, do you have any anything that comes to mind? I was trying to think of like a state and a name of a fish that had the same first letter, um, and I think I got a good one. All right, let's go for it. What do you got? A Montana muskie. A Montana muskie? I wasn't mean, like what? Wasn't it a trout? Yeah. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Well, obviously, it mattered to her what was in her pussy that she could feel wriggling around as it suffocated. But so a muskie is a type of fish, and it's also like another word for like stink. And that's obviously gonna stink, <coughs> in no in no good way. In no good way. That's not that, that's not stank. That's that's just straight up stink. Uh huh. Oh god. And Montana um, is like a. I don't really consider Montana to be like a a hillbilly kind of town. But for the sake of your alliteration, it had to be sacrificed. It did. Oh. Um, I wasn't gonna go with the naming because naming, as we've established, always feels like it's a throwaway to a territory or whatever that isn't necessary. I was thinking, um, well, he he had that thing pretty pretty in there. Um, I, I was gonna say it was pretty knuckles deep for part of the video. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say I wanted to name it um, uh, Rainbow Trout Knucklin. Oh, <laughs> that's still awful. Uh. Um, maybe if, if you, if you wanted to go with a alliteration, uh, we could attribute it to Florida and call it, uh, a Tallahassee, Tallahassee trout tickle. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, buddy, it doesn't matter what we name it. There's no gonna, There's not going to be any winners here today. There never are. <laughs> there never, and today we lost especially hard. Now... I know that the listeners are going to be craving that sweet, sweet video. Um, there's not a lot of places I can post that video without getting <laughs> the entire uh, podcast in trouble with Zuckerberg. Um, so I think that was going to become an exclusive one for Twitter. Um, so if you haven't already joined uh, or followed us on Twitter, it is the same. Or it's not the same. It's different from uh, Facebook and uh, uh, Instagram, it is O4E, O the number 4E, uh, pod, uh, Twitter, so you can find it there. I don't, do you think it's safe to link the tweet without actually displaying the video? 
Uh, no, I think it's going to display the video. I was going to say, because if we could, we could put a link so that it doesn't actually display the video on Facebook or Instagram, maybe that would be safer. Uh, Twitter is, is the porn home, so uh, that's where that that video has to go to probably die. Um, mm-hmm. maybe, I'll, maybe what I'll do then, since it'll be um, on there, is I'll just post um, the uh, link for the uh, Twitter account. Um, and then people can click on it and follow it because you can see it without having Twitter. So it is uh, worth the nightmares, I think. I don't know about that. You uh, you uh, looking to go get some lunch after this, buddy? Maybe some sushi or something? I am not even remotely hungry. <laughs> uh, what's worse is uh, Kristen, or next week... Um, well, I guess this week, uh, the time is, is in illusion. It doesn't mean anything anymore to me. Uh, Friday, I have off both jobs again. Or not both jobs again. Both jobs this time because I'm getting uh, my broken front tooth that a chicken wing shattered on New Year's Eve. <laughs> uh, fully removed. And then they're going to put in the cadaver bone. Um, so that's that's super exciting. I'm looking forward to that. And then Chris and... Yeah, and then on Saturday, we're going to go see Hades Town at Playhouse Square. And Kristen wanted to know if I would feel up to eating sushi after they did the extraction. And I said, well, I'm normally able to eat a, a day after the extraction, so I should be okay. And uh, she said Renisha invited us to go get sushi. So I will be fully thinking about this video uh, next Saturday. I hope you do, and I hope that they do too. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, that's uh, that's what I've got from uh, Blasphemy in the opening joke. To uh, uh, watching people fuck each other with fishes. Uh, oh, and just a heads up, I tried to find this video because Kristen or uh, Renisha initially sent it to Kristen uh, over Snapchat and said, "Because I had seen it, you also have to see it." Um, and uh, and so she sent it to her on Snapchat originally, and I said, "That's fucking foul as shit." And then I said, "Send that to me because I wanted to do it for the podcast." <laughs> And um, and I tried to find it before I asked for the video because I thought, well, how hard can it be to find a video of someone sticking a trout up someone else's vagina? And there are a lot of videos of people fucking fish. Not once did I stumble across this video, so I had to ask for it. I mean, to be fair, bestiality is a thing. Yes, I am aware bestiality is a thing. However, I normally expected it to occur with furry animals, not ones with scalies. And um, live in water. They do everything. I guess when you're willing to fuck an animal, it doesn't really matter what it is anymore. I've seen one before where a woman in a bathtub shoved eels up there. God. Do you think people like this watch SpongeBob during sex? Ew. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm becoming more like Squidward every day, and this is the reason why. I've been like Squidward for the past, like, eight or nine years. Uh, well, I think that's about it for me this week. How about you? You got anything else you want to add? No, I think I want to be done. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm going to go make pizzas here in a little bit, and hopefully nobody orders anchovies on them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again for listening, guys. Make sure you follow us on the socials for post pictures and uh, unfortunate videos that are for sure to come. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side. Stay safe and stay smart.
If you want to stay in touch with the podcast, you can reach us at a multitude of places. Join us in our Discord server, where fellow dummies chat with each other, share memes that are a little spicy for social media platforms. You can find the link to that in our other social media platforms. You can join us on our Facebook page at Overdue for Extinction, where you can join other dummies in participating in weekly discussions about the episodes, as well as polls from our icebreakers and even more shitposting. We make announcements over at Twitter at O4EPod, where you can stay up to date on any news from us regarding episode drops, special announcements, and potentially contests in the future. And if you want to see content related to each episode, we usually post about three to four images or links, videos, and more about the content that we cover, and you can find that over at Instagram or on our Facebook page at Overdue for Extinction. We also have a TikTok, also at Overdue for Extinction, where you can find more things to laugh at after you've obviously listened to our week's episode. If you also want to send us personal dumb stories to be read on the show, or other great content related to segments we do, you can send that material over to us at overdueforextinction at gmail.com, as well as in our Discord server where we have channels dedicated to each segment. Be sure to also give us your birth date so we can do a personal birthday shout-out and a Florida Man story just for you. Be sure also to rate and review the show to help other dummies find their way home to us, and be sure to spread the good word to others as well as inviting your your friends, your family, and your mortal enemies to join our social media platforms, because who would want to hoard all the good times for themselves? And most importantly, stay smart and stay safe, dummies. Overdue for extinction.